0: I used to hear people say when they looked at a couple dating, hey, they look good together. They look so happy and, oh, a match made in heaven. Those were phrases that we used to describe back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that somebody was dating and it was in the will of God. Somebody was dating in the church and it was a good thing, uh, headed for great things, and it was just you know a couple that everybody thought was sweet precious. And uh, they were excited to see them date. They were excited to see them get engaged. They were excited to see them get married. And they were excited uh, for what the future uh, had in store for them in their marriage. Nowadays, I don't hear those phrases. You really don't hear that, oh, they look good together. They look so happy. Match made in heaven. Uh, Language changes. I'm okay with that. I'm trying to get comfortable with the new phrase out there. You know what that new phrase is. It's It's a healthy relationship. I like to say a healthy relationship. You think about it. Nobody says it fast. Healthy relationship. It's always healthy relationship. And i tell you where this lingo came from. It didn't come from the church. It it came from the secular world. Mostly with these online uh, dating uh, sites. I'm not going to name names. You know what I'm talking about. You have these guys and girls, they're they're good-looking people, smiling, happy, clicking away on their phone, and they, they meet somebody and it seems to be okay. You know, I don't know anybody that's on those things. I'm sure there's a few folks out there. If, if you're in the church and you're on those things, we probably don't know about it because you're keeping it a secret. And the fact that you're keeping it a secret is probably a bad sign to yourself. And that's what those relationships are all about. It's all about secrets and nobody knows you know who is who, and nobody knows any anything about where we meet and stuff like that. Uh, bad things are going to happen, and you're going to destroy your life. So get 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 off the online dating resources and get to the church. See who's into God. See who is into the Bible. See who is into their church, and that's the best place to meet somebody. Hi, this is Justin Gleason. You're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. This is the Spirit Signal Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and many other podcast platforms. We are bringing you the message of God, Bible, and Church here in the year 2020. Uh, please consider subscribing, giving a great review and rating, listen to our past episodes, and be sure to tell somebody about Spirit Signal. Follow me on social media at, at Justin C. Gleason. Contact me at JG at gmail.com. Podcasting is the future, and with the help of your loyal listenership, I will have a future in it. I believe for years, I've been saying it for years, single people need to get married and enjoy each other. Single people need to get married and enjoy each other. You know, a Marriage is important. It's created by God. One man, one woman coming together, cohabitating, living together, having a fulfilling life together, having children together, and in the future seeing grandchildren, all of that. There's just nothing better in this life, in this age. Given by God, blessed of God. And uh, it's something that each man, each woman out there listening to this uh, needs to pursue. Uh, There's a wrong way to do it; that's Satan's way to do it, and we want to make sure you don't go down that path. So, what I want to offer to you—and I'm not a a therapist, I'm not really a counselor—I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, I'm a Bible teacher, and I'm an observer of of things spiritual. I'm an interpreter of signs, an interpreter of signals. It's one of my specialties. It's why I created this podcast, and I want to help you out with that. You know, maybe you're listening to this and you're already tempted to turn it off. You think, you know, what? I've been married for nine years. I've got a great marriage. I don't need to listen to this. I don't need to hear a message on dating. Well, <laughs> so you and your husband aren't dating anymore. I'm sorry. Just about every marriage book I've ever read, any marriage seminar I've ever been to, they're preaching and teaching you need to, you need to go on a date every week. You need to listen to this. And then your kids are going to get older before you know it, and they're going to want to date. You're going to need to tell them something. So this message applies to everybody, whether you're single, whether you're married, divorced, any of that. Because either you're going to date or somebody you know is going to date, and a door may open where you need to share some wisdom, live it out in your own life, or share it to somebody else. So I'm going to assume maybe... um, Maybe you're single listening to this. I know a lot of you are. We have a a lot of uh, junior high, high school students, hyphen age, that listen to this, and you're probably single, thinking about, uh, like an old phrase we said in the 90s, mix and mingle. Okay, maybe right now you have no date. You have nobody you're dating, okay? Or maybe you just started dating. Maybe you've been dating them forever, waiting for a ring. Maybe you're thinking about breaking up. Maybe you just broke up. Or in the best-case scenario, you're in a healthy relationship. You enjoy dating, and you know where it's leading. Your parents know where it's leading to. Your pastor knows where it's leading to. All your good friends knows where this is leading to. It's leading towards engagement. It's leading towards a wedding. And it's leading towards a happy marriage. All because you began with a healthy relationship. If you have a healthy relationship... And you date correctly, you know what's going to happen? You're going to marry correctly. If you're building a good dating relationship that pleases the Lord, you're going to have a marriage that pleases the Lord. Never forget, what you sow is what you reap. And you need to build that dating relationship on a good foundation. Now, keep in mind, dating is not marriage. Dating is not marriage. You shouldn't be trying to pay bills together. You definitely shouldn't be sleeping together. You shouldn't be doing anything that a marriage has to has really what you need to be doing is enjoying that special connection without responsibility that's really what dating is all about enjoying that special connection without the responsibility and the chaos and craziness of this life I believe in dating I think it's a good thing we don't hear you don't hear preachers talk about it a lot because it's really not in the Bible in the Bible, in the in that time, in those days, uh, specifically speaking of how a Hebrew culture, they really took dating out of the out of the equation, and instead of dating, they had arranging. They had arranging. Uh, sometimes this would uh, even begin when the children were toddlers. Parents would uh, make an agreement. That their children were meant to marry each other, and it was it was hands off. You know, sometimes they'd wait a little bit, wait till their son was about thirteen or fourteen when he begins to def- develop feelings for girls, and uh, they would wait and, s- and see where he, what girl he ha- that caught his eye, and he'd say, "I'd like her." And the father, if he thought it was a good match, their families would gel well together. If they thought it w- they thought it was good, they thought he was uh, responsible enough to start working towards that. That father would go to her father and make an arrangement. And you know what? It it seemed to work out uh, in that way. It totally takes the pressure off off the kids. And you know what? It it may it may come to that because I tell you what I some of the most stressed out kids that I see they're dating wrong or they don't know how to date at all, and they need their parents' help. And uh, some people just mess up their lives because they date the wrong person. They get involved with uh, stuff online. They start, uh, exchanging pictures. They shouldn't exchange. They start talking to each other. They shouldn't, you know, and they meet up and it's, it's just a disaster, just a mess, you know? So we want to get back to healthy relationships, but spiritual relationships. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there for the guy. You need to learn to look for signs. Uh, you, you, you know, it, all you know you like her but you're not sure how she feels. You need to look for signs. If she keeps saying yes to dates, you know, and and dating's kind of hard right now depending on where you're at with COVID-19 uh restrictions. But if you keep asking for her to spend t- time with you and she keeps saying yes, that's a good that's a good sign. You need to tell her how you really feel. Okay? Don't wait for her to tell tell you that she likes you first. Guys, if a girl tells you she likes you, uh chances are you need to run the other way. Uh, she she wants the control. She wants to lead. She wants to, you know, set all the expectations. Uh, you need to be the one to do that first. I know Ladies First applies to so many things in life, but when it comes time to opening up and sharing hearts, the guy needs to do that first, okay? Otherwise, before you know it, she'll be, guys, she'll be asking you to pick out a ring, and she'll be proposing to you, putting a ring on your finger, it's it's that feminist spirit. These women who want to lead families. It's totally backwards to way God wants to do it. So we want if you if you want God to be pleased with your marriage, you need to do things God God's way. Be on God's term, guy. Be the leader. If she keeps responding to your text and very quickly, that's a good sign. You got a, you got a good thing going there. She likes to talk to you late on the phone. That's good. Uh, so yeah. If you got all those all of those things, you know, uh, if, you're you're headed for a good thing. But if you see her, you know, waiting four or five days to text you back, uh, it's take a hint, man. Just take a hint. Walk the other way. Uh, don't don't let don't create bad history for yourself with her. You know, so uh, take a hint. Move on. She's not the one. There's many other girls out there. Okay. All right. I want to get down to signs of a healthy relationship. These things apply to both the guy and the girl. These are things that I saw in my own dating experience with my wife, Sister G. During the time of our, of our dating, and fr- from the time we, fr- we've, in all reality, my wife and I started dating pretty much the moment we met. And fr- from the time that uh, we, we started dating to the time we got married was 21 months. It was a good amount of time. It was perfect for us. And three things that I noticed about her and I when we were dating was that we both excelled spiritually during that time. Our spirituality increased. Number two, we both bettered ourselves to accomplish more. And number three, we both wanted to lose our individuality and become one with each other. Okay those were the three signs that God gave to her and I that our dating that our dating experience was a healthy relationship. We excelled spiritually, we wanted to better ourselves and accomplish more and we wanted to lose our individuality and become one with the other. Let me let me break these three uh, spiritual signals down for you in dating. excelling spiritually. So when you're with them, And you feel like you have a future with them when you think about those things. Does this really move you to want to seek God, read your Bible more, be involved in church? That's what excelling spiritually means. Uh, Do you feel like a strong self-motivation? Things just sort of come naturally to your heart to want to pursue the things of God more. That's when you know you're in a healthy relationship. Number one, you're excelling spiritually. You, you, you want to pursue God more. You want to have God's blessing more. You're, you're not skimping out on paying your tithes. Uh, you're, you're showing up early to pray. You're staying after in the altar call to pray. You're just doing spiritual things. You, you live more righteously. You know how, how about this? You quit watching certain things. Uh, you quit saying certain things. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, uh, I won't give you details, but there were certain things in my vocabulary that shouldn't have been there. And now it wasn't profanity, but it was other things. And in dating Anna, she never said a word, but in dating her, I cleaned up my mouth a little bit. I sure did. You know, those are just signs. I just became better. I just became happier. And, and I could see it. My parents could see it. Other people could see it. There was just more of an anointing that came on my life while I was dating her. So if you're dating somebody and you find yourself uh dropping out of choir to spend more time with each other, uh that might not be a healthy relationship. You find yourself checking out of the preaching. Now, I I know it's healthy to daydream about the, about the person you like. It's that's fine to think about them, you know, during the preaching, you know, you kind of look out the corner of your eye to see if they're looking uh, looking at the preacher, looking at you, and all of a sudden you catch them looking at you and they look away. Oh, hey, that's a good sign. They're interested in you, by the way. But you know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden preaching becomes unimportant and you you find yourself thinking to yourself, oh, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. What is the pastor talking about? And you never thought those things before and st- until you started dating him or dating her. You're in an unhealthy relationship. It's time to break up, get out of it. When the altar call is given, you, you uh, wait for everybody else to go up around you and then you kind of meander there at the end and just kind of stare at the floor when you used to be the first one up there with your hands raised to receive the word and and the power of God fell on you. You know, when you find yourself skipping out on altar calls, skipping out on receiving what the preacher has said, you're in an unhealthy relationship. It's just bad for you. It's just not good. God is not in it. Uh, You you know the type what I'm about to talk about here. You see youth or hyphen, they start skipping youth events. You know what they're doing? They're going to make out. They're skipping youth events to go and make out. Is that spiritual? Is that good? Well, I'm sure you enjoy the attention and you enjoy the feelings, but you're not in a healthy relationship. You're backsliding. You're bad for each other. You're decreasing in spirituality. And you've got and only you can stop it. Nobody else can unless you have a controlling church or a controlling family. And there's people out there like that. And I thank God for them because there's some people, they're only going to make it into heaven with a a controlling environment. Around here in Kansas City, we're not that way. Spirit Signal, we're not that way. This is America. You can date and break up with whoever you want. I don't care. But I would rather you listen to the Lord, listen to wisdom, follow the scripture, do what is right. And if you see yourself on spiritual decline, and you know good and well the pattern is when you started talking to that person and being around that certain person, it's time to break up. What would it profit a guy or girl to have the best boyfriend or girlfriend and lose their own soul? Okay? Maybe you should pause this right now and start to pray. Or maybe you should just keep listening because i got more to say. Better yourself and accomplish more. That's That's the second great sign of a healthy dating relationship. So being with them, what, what this means is being with them motivates you to, to want to excel and, and, and succeed in this life. Uh, you you want to get an education. You want to learn a trade. You, know, you find yourself motivated to save money instead of spend it cr- like crazy. Uh, you, you find yourself taking better care of your car, taking better care of your shoes, uh, taking better care of your phone. All of a sudden, everything that belongs to you, you treat it with more value. Those are good natural feelings to have because marriage is about doing life together. You start taking care of natural uh, things. You want to be involved more. You want to get out there and make make a difference in the world. Uh, These are just good signs. You're just good for each other. You motivate each other to live life to the fullest. Uh maybe you start taking better care of yourself. Maybe you start to lose a little weight. Uh, maybe you start uh doing your hair better, guys. Maybe you start actually shaving. I don't know. Maybe you start uh actually brushing your teeth the way you're supposed to. Maybe you finally start putting on cologne and deodorant. You know what I'm talking about. You're taking extra steps. You know, you take care of your, you keep your oil changed in your car. Uh, You start mowing your grass. You, You do things to start motivating yourself to want to do better. You start selling things that you don't need online to make a little extra money. You start figuring out life. In all actuality, when you see yourself start taking more responsibility for your life, that's how you know you're good for each other. When you start seeing yourself increasing in responsibility with things, you know you're in a good place. So, But what if you're dating somebody and all of a sudden your grades drop? You drop out of college. You get fired from your job. <laughs> everything falls. Everything fails. You start getting fired. You, you know you're in a bad spot because you're in a bad relationship that affects your attitude. It's just all about them and usually inappropriate an, an inappropriate physical relationship will do that. It's not about doing life together it's just all about the physical you know what I'm talking about if you're in this relationship and your motivation and all your hopes and dreams all of a sudden crash and no longer it's dreams it's depression (laughs) it's no longer wanting to better yourself for God but instead you're backsliding you know you know the grades drop Um, how about this you have no more time for your real friends anymore Now, I I get it. You know, guys, you don't need to be having a bros night every night. You know, you need to take care of that special girl. But when it's been like uh, 27 weeks and you haven't talked to any of your single friends and it's always about her, it's always about him, and it's like you feel like you have no no time for your friends that have been with you through a lot, you know, I'll tell you what, some of the most unhappy married couples are the couples that have no friends. They're just miserable with each other. That's a sign of an unhealthy relationship. If all of a sudden you lose all of your friends in that relationship, and I can tell you that from experience, yeah, and I've seen it in other people. You're dating somebody, and all of a sudden you have no more friends, unhealthy relationship, it's time to break up. Instead of feeling free, feeling liberated, feeling like you have liberty in this life, but now you feel so controlled by them. That's an unhealthy relationship. You see yourself very distant from your parents and your siblings since you've been dating them. That's an unhealthy relationship. All of a sudden, you start crying for no reason in various places. Yes, I'm talking about the girls, but I am directly talking to the guys. You know, you're driving in the car. All alone, all of a sudden, you just start sobbing. That's your heart telling you, I'm not in a healthy relationship. It's time to break up because you're not pursuing proper responsibility with your property, with your education, with your career, with your friends, your associates, your family, all of those things. It's time to break up. But when all of a sudden you start dating her and you find yourself working harder at your job, healthy relationship, your grades increase, you're getting better scores. You see yourself accomplishing more. You see yourself making money and saving it more. You see your church giving statement at the end of the year increasing. You're in a healthy relationship. That's how things work, and you're setting yourself up for a fantastic marriage. Losing your, thirdly, losing your individuality become one. This, this is very difficult. This is very difficult, but, but I tell you when it works is when you, uh, for these really headstrong people, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Uh, I, can I tell you this? I've never been one on fashion. I, I don't, I don't really spend a lot of money on clothes. I'm, I'm very basic. I've, I I tried to get out there, you know, I started spiking up my hair, started wearing square toed shoes, uh, buying everything from, uh, you know, you know, those stores I'm talking about out there looking really hip and trendy. And I liked it for a while, but I don't know. I've never wanted my the when people look at me the attention to be drawn on how I look. I I I don't. I I I don't want to appear to be trying to get attention with my hair and my clothes. Girls, watch out for guys like that. Watch out for guys like that. It only lasted for me just one semester of Bible college, really, because in clothing can really change the attitude of a man. It can really change the attitude of a man. But let me tell you this: my sense of style changed a little bit during those dating years. I tell you what, any any other uh, relationship I had before I met Sister G, I would never wear anything <laughs> that they suggested. But Sister G, when she said, I think you would look good in this, oh, you better believe I went out and bought it and put it on. You know why? Because in that moment, it didn't matter what I thought. It mattered what she thought. There was just little things that I just saw that I was like, whoa, there is no way I would have ever given that up. There is no way I would have ever done that or changed that. But because she wanted to do that, or she thought that was the better way to go, my will crumbled, and I wanted to make it about about her. And it just naturally happened. And I looked at those signs and saw that, you know what? I am losing my individuality and becoming one with her. You know, when you start to see that, that's how you know you are setting yourself up to become a good servant for your spouse and marriage. You sure are. You're losing your individuality to become one. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about trying to save somebody, you know, forgetting all about your hopes and dreams to save somebody. Those are toxic relationships. And I've seen this happen so many times and hear about this. You have a guy out there, and he struggles with homosexuality. And there's a girl out there who just has this super, super superwoman, girl-hero complex, and she thinks that she can help him stop being gay by dating him and doing whatever. That is not losing your individuality. That is you trying to play God. Okay? Okay. That is you trying to write your own crazy fictional novel <laughs> and to try to have an unnatural Instagram-worthy life, something like that. No, losing your individuality really only comes, comes into play when you have those first two in line. You're excelling spiritually, and you're wanting to better yourself in responsibility. It's not about forgetting about you to do everything you can for them. You know, if you're dating a guy and and you end up paying all her bills, fixing her car, and doing all of those, and you're always doing that, that's uh, that's not good. And I know some, most marriage counselors would forbid that. You can only really do those things when you're married. Yeah, sure, help each other out a little bit here and there, but in all reality, you should be taking care of yourself in those things. But when it comes to like, uh, just opinions about certain things. And you find yourself all of a sudden submitting to them and preferring their opinion on how things should look, how things should be, things like that, that obviously doesn't alter the Word of God, doesn't alter your relationship with the Lord, doesn't alter anything, you, you know, your, your motivation for God, any of those things. You know you're in the right place. You know you're in the right place. So losing your individuality, to become one with that person to operate together to live life together sure yes you keep you know there's a part of you that you that will always be independent uh you should always have that a part of you that is always independent but both of you guys work together and nothing is worth arguing over preferring each other letting each other have their you know have their way on certain things you know that's that is just a good sign that you are losing your individuality to become one with that person. Because you, when you're married, you've got to think together. You've got to think together. You've got to be in agreement together on certain things. It's not about saving them. It's about you being with them naturally, bettering them. Guy, you may be a spiritual man. And have a call of God on your life. And there is this super hot girl that you're interested in. in. Yeah, the physical attraction is there. And that's good. you got to have that. But you know good and well she's backslidden. Why are you dating her? Do you really think you can save her? (laughs) Show me in the Bible where disciples were made based upon a dating romantic relationship. It doesn't work like that. You cannot do this thing unequally yoked. You cannot do it. It is very rare. What I like to see happen is maybe an outsider comes into the church, converts, assimilates, and then marries somebody in the church. That's the best way to do it. got to have that foundation with God before you ever even think about beginning any type of relationship with her because it will be an unhealthy relationship. Another thing that I want to uh, expound on here is if you want a healthy relationship, dating relationship, you got to be healthy first. I'm talking about your emotions. I'm talking about, um, you know, are you in touch with reality? Or are you in pain and don't know what to do and you just have a, a crazy mind, crazy thoughts, you know? If you're one of those people, you always have to have a boyfriend or you always have to have a girlfriend and it's a new boyfriend or girlfriend every 2 to 3 months. And for those of you that are not doing that but you have friends that are doing that, you're an outsider looking in. What you don't know is there's a uh, physical sin there. There's fornication there. That's what's going on. Somebody in the youth group, somebody in the hyphen youth group. I mean, they in in for the for the last uh, uh 3 years they've had uh, 21 different boyfriends or girlfriends. It's all based upon the physical. Don't get sucked into that. Can I tell you this? Uh, dating, you're, you're setting yourself up to re- either really progress or to really be in pain. Dating's tough. Dating's tough, especially after a breakup. And if you've been physical, you've crossed the line. Yeah, you, you turned first base. A portion of you now belongs with them, and a portion of them now belongs to you. And after that breakup, you're going to feel divorced. So if you really want to be married, it's time for you to stop having unhealthy relationships. Start looking for a godly relationship. Can I tell you this? Sin is chaos. Sin is chaos. Even where sin is welcome. Get the sin out of your dating relationship. And you're being set up for a great marriage and a great life. Beautiful children, beautiful grandchildren. Sin, even when it's secretive, even when you think it's controlled, oh no. Sin has its way of finding you out. And sin is destructive. Sin destroys. Sin separates you from God. And right now, the last thing any of us need is to be separated from God. We need to be connected to God. Dating, engagement, wedding, marriage, some of the greatest decisions of your life. Do you really think you can do it without God? You can't. If you want to do it with God, stop the sin. Stop dating just to date. It used to be you weren't cool unless you had a boyfriend or girlfriend, and so many people were pressured into getting a boyfriend or girlfriend just to look cool. Is that really what God wants? Is that really why God gave Eve to Adam? Oh, I just want him to look cool. Oh, no, he gave them to each other because it's not good for man to be alone. Okay? So get healthy. Get right with the Lord. Read your Bible. Get involved with church. And watch it. God will bring that special girl or that special guy into your life that He has planned for you. And you're getting set up to have a very, very blessed life. July 12, 2008, I went to a wedding. I was very discouraged with the whole dating scene. Very discouraged. Really didn't want to have anything to do with it. I went to this wedding, and I heard about a certain single girl that would be there from mutual friends, and they thought it would be wise to meet her. But you got to understand, I was just not into that. It was just a very dark season and a dark time for me. But I met a girl, her name was Sister B at the time, now Sister G, and Something just clicked, and you know what? It was just a quick meeting, a seventeen minute or a seventeen second conversation, and that was it. But you know what on the way home, all I could think about was this girl I met that next day it was Sunday church. All I could think about was her, and that Monday, all I could think about was her. so you know what I did It's two thousand and eight. you know what came out around two thousand and eight, a certain social media called Facebook. And so I sent a message, and guess what? Within 45 seconds, I got a response back. <laughs> Bingo, that's a sign. And after just a little bit of small talk, I asked for her number, and she gave it to me. That was a sign there is a genuine interest. I didn't call her that night, I didn't call her Tuesday, I didn't call her Wednesday, but instead, I called her on Thursday. I was on my way to our district uh, camp meeting, and we had a delightful conversation. That night at church was a powerful service, and I went out to eat with some friends, and I felt my phone uh, buzz, and I looked down, and it was this girl I met. It was a flip phone. I opened up the phone. I looked down, and she asks me, how was church tonight? And I showed the text to everybody. (laughs) And I said, she don't care how church was. She cares about how I am doing. And uh, one of the girls at the table, she said, oh, Justin, she likes you. And I'm like, well, you know what? I like her. And I think she knows that too. So right then and there, the texting started happening. The phone calls started happening. After after a camp meeting that Saturday, we talked on the phone for about six hours. You know, we just the talking was amazing, the texting was amazing. It was it was just something. We just knew how to make anything interesting to talk about. The talking was just, it was just there. Yes, the romantic sparks were there, the interest was was there, but it was all built upon conversation. You know, that's an element that is missed nowadays. Guys and girls don't know how to talk anymore. And I, I don't know why that is, but we need to get back to talking. And let me tell you this. One of the beautiful parts of marriage is just talking. Have somebody to talk to. It's probably one of the reasons why Adam felt so alone. Nobody to talk to. And that spouse having that to talk to, let me tell you this. You want to know why a lot of people are depressed? They're not talking. That's why they got to go get a therapist. Somebody to talk to. Why don't you start talking to the person God gave you, your husband or your wife? And to this day, talking to my wife is so therapeutic. Love talking to her. The talking was great. It then came time to start writing her. I believe in writing because you, you want to know why emails tend to disappear, texts tend to disappear. i gonna tell you this, paper don't crash. And those letters that you write, there's just something special. They're just so personalized, you know. And you'll be surprised at how expressive you can get in your feelings with just good old fashioned pen and paper, All right? Maybe spray a little cologne in it or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, let me tell you this, guys: where your looks fail, your smell will make up for it. Okay, you can have uh, hideous teeth, big old nose, but if you smell good, uh, you're gonna you're gonna make the girl happy. Okay, you can be good looking. Uh, slim, muscular, all that. But if you stink, forget it, man, you got to smell good. So invest in a good cologne and your, your dating experience will be very enjoyable. I promise you that. All right. So the letters came and she loved the letters. Uh, it then came time to send her a gift. It came time to send her a gift. I didn't buy her purse. I didn't buy her shoes. You know what I bought her? A Bible. (laughs) A really cool, slick-looking, nice Bible. And I signed a a personal note to her in that Bible. And my wife still has that Bible. She was so excited to get that Bible, but I wanted to let her know what my life was all about and wanted to let her know what our lives were all about. And can I tell you that when you give somebody a gift, your heart is knit to them. That's why giving to your church is so important. You feel like your relationship with your church is a disaster? Why don't you start giving offerings? Start tithing. You'll get connected very quickly, I promise you. You want to take your talking, your letter writing, all of that to another level. Buy a nice gift. And I highly recommend a Bible. But if if you think she's got enough Bibles, he already has enough Bibles. Maybe a nice Christian book. I don't know. All right? And then if you want to take it a step further, send them a link to this episode. And I, that, that's not just a shameless self-promotion. But I'm telling you nowadays, it ain't about what music people are listening to or what TV show or movie show they're watching. It's about what podcast you're listening to. Podcasting attracts people who like responsibility. Podcasting attracts people who are on the go getting things done. They don't got time to sit and and, uh, watch a degenerate show. They're listening to deep deep content, content that is applicable uh, to the better things in life. And you want to send a signal, send her a podcast about a healthy relationship. You know what, if you're dating somebody, I, I would encourage you to listen to this episode together. It would be a good one. It would be a very good one. So after uh, my date and I were talking for several months, if you want to hear more of the details of the of the the spiritual signs God gave me, go back and listen to our past episode "Signs You Found Your Wife" earlier this year. It's a great episode. And I'll tell you this: uh, God gave me a sign, and I knew it was her—a a powerful sign. And she knew and she knew I was the one. We knew that within 40 days of talking to each other. But, you know, we didn't want to rush anything. We were still kind of young. I I was 27. She was 22. Uh, or, no, wait, wait. We were 25 and 20 when we started talking, 27 and 22 when we got married. But uh, I tell you what I did to let her know how serious I was. This was in October of 2008. I told her, I said, by Christmas, I want to know what kind of ring you want. Okay. You know, I, I told her, I I told her I, I don't want to pick it out. I would rather you pick it out, but I surprise you when I give it to you. You'll know what kind of ring is coming, but you won't know when it's coming, okay? I thought the way I worded that, you know, this is before, before Halloween. <laughs> I said in October, I would like to know what ring you want by Christmas, meaning I was thinking around Christmas she would tell me what ring she wants. But, oh, no, you tell a girl that you like, she likes you, what kind of ring you want. Uh, You can can mark it down Within three hours She's probably going to tell you What kind of ring she wants (laughs) So my date My healthy relationship The next day she texted me back And said hey I found a ring When I saw that I dropped my phone I couldn't believe it She went out and found a ring (laughs) It was like propose now I'm ready Well we slammed the brakes On the whole thing we knew it that would be too quick and both our parents uh, in all reality knew that was too quick and we made an agreement i i told her i said okay maybe around, you know maybe this is too soon i said why don't you keep searching for a ring and we'll bring up this conversation at the more appropriate time at the end of 2000 and eight we both came to agreement on a good timeline talk about losing your individuality if you can both agree on a good time to get engaged and get married uh, you're, you're doing a, you're doing yourself a favor so at the end of 2008 we kind of both came to the conclusion it would be good to get married springtime 2010 uh be very good to get engaged around that it would be good to get engaged to get it would be good to get married in spring of 2010. Get engaged around the fall or winter of 2009. Now, I was in love. She was in love, you know, and it was tough to, to try to plan this, you know, for, for things to be planned, money to be saved, responsibility to happen, you know, enjoy, you know, being single, but or enjoy not being married, but dating, you know, all of that. We wanted to have that in our history. And I just told her, I said, you know what, honey, 2009 is going to go by so fast. It'll be the fastest year of our life. And you know what it was? And I look back, it was one of the best years of my life in that long-distance, healthy relationship. And it went by fast. And sure enough, you know, I would drive up to see her. She would drive down to see me, calling, texting every day, sending letters, sending gifts. You can really build a good relationship long-distance, especially nowadays sure enough, September 25th came. She thought she was going to drive down to Kansas City, but instead I was waiting out on her street with a big bouquet of roses, a coach purse, and the ring she had picked out. I got down on one knee and, and asked her, can you find it in your heart to be my wife? And she said, yes. And that engagement time from September 25th to May 22nd, 2010, was so special. You know, and now we've been happily married now for for 10 years. But all of that had its roots in a healthy dating relationship. Her and I both excelled spiritually. We found ourselves bettering ourselves, wanting to accomplish more. We lost our individuality, and we became one with each other. We didn't sin. Instead, we were more connected to our friends. We drew closer to our families. We drew closer to God. We didn't lose focus on God or the responsibilities of this life. Our attitudes were better. Our hearts were better. We had a better positive outlook on the world. We were good for each other. We didn't seclude ourselves from other people. Oh, no. But instead, our friendships got better. Everything in life got better because it was a healthy relationship. You don't think an unhealthy relationship will destroy your life. Just take a look at Samson and Delilah. And some of you, you're out of the will of God in who you're dating. You know it deep down inside. Don't be deceived. Don't let the devil convince you that she's the one when you know she's not. Your pastor ain't for it. Your parents aren't for it. Your friends ain't for it. Don't do it. You marry out of the will of God you're going to experience the closest thing to hell that you're ever going to experience in this life. I've heard it said, you marry the right one, there's nothing like it. You marry the wrong one, there's nothing like that either. Don't marry somebody you're in an unhealthy relationship in. It would be better to be single. Wait on God. Trust God. And he will give you a healthy relationship that'll blow you your mind. We're going to talk more about this sometime in the near future. I don't know when, but if you've got any questions, contact me. I'll try to help you out. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your parents. There is wisdom in the multitude of godly counselors. I'm Justin Gleason. Thank you so much for listening. It's time to get into a healthy relationship. Sin is chaos. Stop having sex. Stop skipping church. Stop secluding yourself from everyone. Get in a healthy relationship.